You ever just want to shit on a porcupine? What? Yeah. <laughs> no. Never? I, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not even. <laughs> Not even once. I, I've thought about it. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> You guys should have seen my look. Anyways, hello. Hi. It's Nikki. And Tyler. And this is Paige Turners. And Button Mashers. Oh my god. So not even once. Yeah, no, clearly. Not No. No, okay. No, Just on, so I, we're on the same page. I like to keep my excrement in a toilet like <laughs> away from animals beings. that f- live in trees yeah, that can also stab me in the ass yeah i i like to keep it far away from those things fun fact porcupines live in trees they do they climb trees they sleep in the giant holes and they have their spines sticking out yes yeah and also that's not what this podcast is about i know i just wanted to <laughs> i love porcupines guys you need to understand this i also really love hedgehogs but i will never have one so hi guys welcome back thanks yeah <laughs> did you okay well <laughs> cut <Did> that out <laughs> nope <laughs> uh did you guys have any did you have any updates with your life and what's going on. I'm 25 now. Yeah! Uh, yeah, my birthday happened. Tyler turned 25 this past week. I can get cheaper insurance when renting cars. Yeah, it's the only milestone you really have with 25. Yeah. You're a little bit more trustworthy. Yeah. <laughs> I, on the other hand, uh, speaking of other hand, literally got an MRI of my hand. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah that <laughs> happened. I was, I was dizzy for 24 hours. <laughs> and apparently she, she was oh my god apparently mris can induce um mild versions of vertigo and i've never experienced vertigo though i've had fainting spells since i was like a kid and vertigo vertigo that word is such a cool word if i could say it correctly virgo is also a cool word and shout out to those virgos out there who <laughs> you psycho weirdos i love you um Anyway. <laughs> We've descended. <laughs> That's my life. Um, yeah, no, I had an MRI of my hand to make sure that everything is uh, fully functional so I can be a firefighter working yeah. again and have mobility of my left thumb. And I just, I, I really want to chuck this brace into a fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that she's I she's been having to. some fun with that. I hate it so much. <laughs> Anyway, you ready to listen to a story? Uh, I sure am. I don't know about them, but... I really hope you are, because uh, I don't know why you're here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're not. Um, so this book is another one of the Disney Twisted Tales. Oh! Yeah! So we moved on to something. Take yeah. my uh, advice from last week. Remember what series we're on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try and split it up. Uh, more often because Tyler got so confused. Like there were zombies in like both things or like okay, horror so things. there was a necromancer who raised the dead, and then there were spiritual zombies in the first one, which I understand can get confusing. Yeah, because he literally went, I can't remember when Cole and Allie are coming back into this. I already made yeah, I already made this announcement. <laughs> yeah. So and I'm like, this is this I get is a confused easy guys. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so this one is called Reflection by Elizabeth Lim. 
So this um, is a different person than completely different okay, author than the other ones. of the Twisted Tales. Turns out Liz Braswell only wrote like a few of them. Oh, uh, there are other authors who took over some other uh, shit. All right, princesses and stories. That's fucking cool. In this case, this one is about Mulan. Ooh, I know. I my love favorite. Mulan. I love Mulan. She a bad bitch. She a bad bitch. Anyway, in the best of ways. So the story begins with the Hun attacking Mulan and her cavalry in the high mountains. That's how she, it begins? Yes. Oh. Shen Yu was about to strike Mulan when she had shot her last cannon into the mountains. It had taken months to get to this point. Training and travels to finally make it to defeat the Hun in the last battle. Okay. She had shot off her cannon onto the high mountain peak where she caused an avalanche to occur. Shen Yu swung his blade, but Mulan didn't feel any pain. Oh. General Shen had... Shang. Sorry, it's Shang. I wrote Shen for some reason. They probably autocorrected it. Yep. Shang had jumped in the way and had taken the blow for her. Oh. She pulled him to run away from the avalanche and to safety. Her horse had popped up out of the snow, and she pulled herself and Shang on as they rode just ahead of the snowfall, making it just in time. Shifu, the emperor's advisor, then took leading under his hand. Uh, They needed to go back to the city to let the emperor know that the Hun had been defeated. But Shang, though breathing, had been mortally wounded. Oh. So Mulan made a deal with him. They keep Shang with them and they travel all together. But Shifu forbade anyone from helping her with Shang at all. Oh. Unless they wanted to be written up for insubordination. Shifu's a dick. Mulan agreed, despite her friend's protests, uh, and they carried on their journey home. Do they know that she's a woman at this point? No. Okay. No. They, They continuously refer to Mulan as a woman because it's from her perspective. Gotcha. But, uh... Nobody knows she's a woman at all. Okay, cool. Yeah. So as they travel, uh, Shang fell ice cold, blue uh, on the lips, almost from the snow, though he was covered in blankets. Oh. Yeah. His Mm. wound was bleeding and his pulse was faint. They approached the Emperor City and Mushu was suggesting that she kiss him to wake him up like in fairy tales when Shen woke up. Oh. Shen woke up. I'm going to keep calling him Shen every time that it messes up, so forgive me. Uh, He spoke about how he saw his father. Oh. But Mulan confirmed that his father was dead and that Shang just needed to hold on. He confirmed that he knew he was dying and how he just wanted to live to keep up protecting China. Uh, But he also confirmed that he believed Mulan was his best friend. Oh. And that it was an honor to protect her. Though he said him. (laughs) Yeah. He then asked what she would do now that the war is over. She thought about home and how she possibly shamed her family. (laughs) About how she took her father's place. But she couldn't tell Shang that she was a woman just yet. Yeah. Uh, He then asked that once he dies, that she take his ashes to his mother. uh, To ask that his mother not be sad. Then asked her not to be sad either. It wasn't her fault. He chose to take the place. He chose to save her. Yeah. 
So Mulan managed to catch up with the rest of the cavalry, where Shifu had some choice words about how Shang wasn't ready to lead anyway. Oh. He is disgusting. He has some really disgusting things to say about him. Um, so they settled in for the night, and Mulan only slept for a moment until a cold wind woke her up in the tent, where she saw a man leaning over Shang's body. He told Shang not to die yet. It wasn't his time. His son. It was his father. Oh. She saw his spirit, but she didn't believe it was true. She was just surprised. She addressed him and introduced herself as Shang's friend. He then thanked her for looking out for Shang, but he isn't going to make it through the night. He will join his father in the underworld, in Diyu. Oh. Apparently, if you haven't respected your family, you will stay there and become a demon. Oh. She asked his father how she can help save Shang. After all, she owed him her life. There is a way, but you have to change King Yama's mind. She was determined, and he commended her determination. She'll need it. But then she woke up. It was still night, and she heeded the warning that Shang would be dead come morning. When she heard someone yell, PING! Her male name. Ah. She left the tent and found a stone lion named Shishi, the guardian of the Lee family. Oh. He was there to help her on a journey to fulfill the promise to General Lee. She took a moment to hesitate and thought to wake Mushu, but he would only stop her. So she climbed on Shishi's back, the ground opened, and they leapt into the depths of Diyu. Oh. Mulan was gonna puke, (laughs) (laughs) but she managed not to as they landed from the far fall. They were approached by guards of the underworld, demons. Uh, Shishi quickly threatened them and told them that Mulan was part fairy, (laughs) saying they must get into Diyu. (laughs) Humans are not allowed, especially alive humans, are not allowed into Diyu. Okay. I follow. Yep. The demons stood aside and they opened the doors. Shishi welcomed her into Diyu and pushed her to the bridge of helplessness, telling her that there was no turning back at this point. Okay. They walked along, and they were met at first by four ghosts who were annoying, to say the least. (laughs) One of them mentioned that she seemed different to her, something unusual, Mm -hmm. but he was quickly dismissed by another one of the ghosts. Uh, They all walked together. It felt like an eternity, and once they got to the end, a long, long line was there, full of recently deceased ghosts. Oh, good. Three of which were from her regimen. Oh. It was almost a friendly visit, but it's strange since there were also Hun there. Just not Shen Yu. Oh. They asked her about what happened since Hun kept appearing in line. Then they asked her if she had died as well. Mulan didn't answer. And she excused herself to push forward ahead of the spirits in line. They grew angry once she she demanded to move to the front, growing even more so as they pushed on. When they heard a large, booming voice yell at them to stop arguing. Okay. It was King Yama. Oh. She and Shishi bowed at his feet, 
Mulan saw that he was still working on scrolls and papers, completely ignoring their presence. She begun to speak as he angrily demanded that they return to the end of the line. Shishi attempted to protest, but King Yama didn't care one bit. He clapped his hands and Shishi returned to stone. Oh. The demons attempted to grab her, but she slipped out and closed one of King Yama's books right in front of his face to grab his attention. Oh, wow. Yet you don't do that to a god. Ever. No, definitely do it. Hard, hard pass. No, thank you. <laughs> I will gladly keep my form as it is. You ever hear of the Greeks? You don't want to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She made her case and uh, begged for his help. He laughed in her face, claiming that maybe they should have properly turned dead first, as they are, the living are not allowed in Diyu. Mm. Yeah, she, he was just like, maybe we should kill her first. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's right, I know. <laughs> uh, she suggested maybe to be helpful of King Yama, to help with his books. He then told her that Shang was to be reincarnated as soon as he died. But Mulan was not okay with this. China needed him right now, not sometime soon. He dismissed her, but she didn't budge. She was determined to save him, which of course amused him. So he decided to give her a chance to sh save Shang. Shave Shang? Shave Shang. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> there are hundreds of levels to Diyu, literally 100. Oh. If she can find Shang's spirit and escape with him before sunrise, they can all go. Her, Shang, and Shishi. However, if you die or fail here, you will stay here and become my prisoner forever. Mm. She accepted. Much to Yama's surprise. <laughs> he reminded her that she has until the sun rises. Once the dark side of the moon shone, time is up. She began on her quest with literally zero idea where to begin. She walked into a forest of bamboo, Shishi not being of much help. Of course. Mostly because he was angry at her for agreeing to Yama's wager in the first place. He kind of berated her for a moment, but she had told him that they need to work together in order to make sure they get out of there alive. He agreed, and she climbed on his back to get out of the dark forest that they were stuck in. They noticed that they were going in circles. Shishi was angry about it, but Mulan was like, hold on. Do you notice that the plants are speaking? Oh. They're punished ghosts. Stuck in bamboo form. Oh. Yeah. I don't like that. Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> she remembered how her father had mentioned something about a man standing still is often the most in pain. Mulan helped a slumped ghost stand upright and he shifted into Shang's father. Oh. He mentioned that he can't stay long since the demons were looking for him to ascend to heaven. But he wanted to help them out one more time before he left. He pointed them in the direction of the tower of the last glance to home. That's what it's called. Okay. It's where all the ghosts go before they're reincarnated. Mm. If they aren't there on time, the lady of the house will give Shang a cup of tea to forget who he is. Oh. He told her that she needs to find the door with the bronze demon heads. She realized then that they were at the 73rd level of Diyu. Okay. But he told her that the only way to escape is to ascend. So one is the lowest point in this case and 100 is the highest. Okay. It's not the other way around. Gotcha. Um, it's easy to descend, not 
easy to come back. He also uh, warned her that she needed to convince Shang to change his mind about accepting his death. Because he would. Mm -hmm. He's very stubborn. She promised to bring him back and tell him that his father is honored to have him as a son. Oh. Yes. She then stepped through the door, a portal that Shang's father opened for them, and they found themselves at the bottom of a hill near the tower. Okay. They both made it to the bottom of the tower, but the door was too small for Shishi to enter. Oh, no. He told her to go, but not to take her time. Mulan entered, following the smell of incense, to a room where she found Shang's spirit. But he was staring off into the void and not responding to her. And he ki- they kind of describe him looking like water. Ooh. Yeah, so he's like there, but she can't touch him. He's not like quite there. Yeah. Um, she tried to touch him, but felt warm water. Exactly that. Mm-hmm. But he then saw her and was surprised thinking she was also dead. This is when she had to do her convincing. He kept shutting down any notion of her actually being alive. His stubbornness irritated the shit out of her, but she was more stubborn. So, she managed to convince him, and they started to make their way out of the room. But as soon as he left it, the tower began to crumble. The stairs flattened as they nearly made it to the exit, Shishi pushed himself into the exit, but before he could save them, the floor disappeared and they all fell. Oh. Shishi and Mulan found themselves inside a well. Okay. Shang was still above them. Shang had already left by the time Mulan called up to see if he saw anything helpful to get them out. Mm-hmm. Shishi admitted that he felt guilty and worried as well about all of this at this point. He was supposed to guard the Shang family. He may lose his status as guardian after centuries of this. Mm-hmm. She understood now, but she was like, okay, I have an idea. She found the rope that belonged to the well, threw the bucket attached to it to the top, and climbed up, promising to later pull up Shishi. Mm-hmm. He's a giant-ass lion. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that, that would have helped. <laughs> yeah. So she made it up and was surrounded by flowers. Oh. She found Shang and was like, well, we have to pull up Shishi. They did, and he introduced himself, finally, to Shang. He was in the middle of his regal introductions, and Shang was like, so you know how to get out of here? <laughs> nice. <laughs> he was like, no, but I have the most experience here. Uh, so they found a path to a pavilion that they believed had the way out. Okay. Shishi was like, let me go first. And before he knew it, he was getting smacked on the head with a spade by an old woman. Oh. Yeah. He's made of stone, so it's fine. It just hurt. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, ow! Fuck! (laughs) She nagged them for scaring an old woman, and then invited them in for refreshments, when they had just agreed that they wouldn't eat or drink anything. Mm -hmm. Pardon my shifting. Lao Lao was her name. It's another word for grandmother, I believe. Aww. And Mulan pressed her for some information. Apparently, she has an understanding with Kinyama. Shishi was already comfy in her home, like literally rolling around on the floor like a cat with catnip. Oh. But Mulan was like, something's up. Lao Lao was like, I see you're curious, and I've got some answers. Ghosts can't get harmed in Viyu, but... Almost nothing can harm Shang. Plus, Mulan isn't a ghost. 
she pushed the tea to them, and Mulan was like, I'm not thirsty. Nice. Smart move. But she pushed them to drink. Mm. Mulan started to get cloudy, forgetting what they had just promised themselves. She remembered then, hit Shang's cup out of his hand, and he suddenly cleared up. Oh. Shishi was still very, very dreamlike. He wanted to stay nice and comfy in the pavilion, and Mulan was super concerned. Shang then asked if she could tell them how to get out, but Lao Lao was like, only if you drink the tea. Mulan was like, I already did. It's the best tea I've ever had. But Lao Lao knew this wasn't true. She wouldn't remember any of the other teas that she'd had if she took a sip. Oh. Mulan began to run, and Lao Lao covered the exits. Mulan then threw the tea at Lao Lao, causing her to stumble, and she she finally got out of his stupor. Lao Lao is fucking insane. Lao Lao is the lady of forgetfulness. Ayo. The one who is supposed to give Shang his tea so he can reincarnate. Oh, so he forgets everything and then... Ah, look at that. I'm learning shit. They ran and Shishi followed until he was caught in a tree. Ooh. Yeah, she can manipulate the whole garden. Uh, They did their best to free Shishi and find the path out. When Mulan noticed that Mang Po, which is her actual name, was still saying, like, strange words and causing the fauna to come alive. Okay. But then she stopped and went inside. Summoning demons. You know, honestly, when you said she controls the forest, I really wanted to say that bitch. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> that bitch. <laughs> yeah. So summoning demons. That bitch. <laughs> In a way, yes. It feels. It feels right. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> so. They got Shishi free, and he started to blubber about how he felt annoyed that he fell for her trap. But Mulan pulled his hair and was like, we need to go. Quit feeling sorry for yourself. Stop talking. (laughs) Okay, there are times, total side note, Shishi does not shut the fuck up. Okay. He he legitimately has moments where he just rambles on, and everyone's like, I'm not listening anymore. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Yep. So they began to run, but they soon noticed that they needed to fight. So they did, despite Shishi saying that they were idiots. (laughs) They won, and the demons retreated, at least they thought so, as the the demons called allies. So they ran again. Mulan nearly ran clear off of a cliff into the River of Hopelessness. Ooh. They only had a... (laughs) Yeah. They only had a moment to find an escape, so they decided to scale the wall that was nearest to them and find an opening into a cave. Okay. It was narrow, but Mulan went in last. A demon stabbed her ankle, but she managed to make it out before the cave itself collapsed. Alright. Mulan notes that her ankle is bleeding, but she she was like, You think you're still able to climb the mountain? It's completely covered in daggers of thieves and bandits. Millions of knives and daggers are, like, sticking up out of this fucking mountain. Oh, that's that's good. So they had to move quick. Yeah. So she decided her best course of action was to tie a couple of these daggers to her feet and hands to be able to get up the nearly vertical side. Just as long as she doesn't fall forward or backwards, she'll be fine. Yeah. They quickly started to climb the mountain before the whole side began to shake. The demons came through and began to throw knives at them. 
Oh. Shang tried to be the distraction for them, but Mulan and Shishi were like, nope, you're the reason they're here. When Shishi decided to be the one to jump down from the mountain to be the sacrifice. Oh. Mulan was destroyed by this. They couldn't even see his fate because of the clouds that were just below them. She remembered the warning from King Yama. You die here, you stay here. Oh. Shang tried to comfort her, but she didn't dare tell him of the deal that they had. She was worried. Mm -hmm. During this long climb, she had a lot of internal thoughts. Most of them realizing that she wasn't exactly telling him everything. But it really wasn't her biggest concern. Yeah. They were getting closer and closer to the top, and they began to joke how this was a great exercise. <laughs> like He's like, I could totally use this. And she's like, you wouldn't. <laughs> And then the summit appeared. Summit, sorry. No knives were at the top. So they climbed to the top, and Shang suggested that they take a break to strategize their next step. Okay. Mulan, however, saw something interesting on the side of the mountain. A sword with her family name on the side. Mm. They pulled it out together, and she decided to hold on to it. A sword would be useful after all. Afterwards, they sat down and started to talk about all the stuff that happened before this occurred, while he was unconscious. They also briefly talked of home, which made Mulan pretty uneasy. Like, she wanted to talk about how she was actually a girl, the biggest lie had yet to be on she had yet to be honest about, but she couldn't. Then she told Shang the biggest thing about their whole trek. Mm-hmm. The deal she made. Oh, yeah. yeah. They then both heard a familiar roar and Shishi leapt up to the peak he made it safe talking about how he fought the demons and there were thousands of them and they were just like "Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh but then Shishi reminded them that there were tons of ghosts supposedly where they were currently at oh and they were just like ghosts (laughs) just then they heard the voices Hundreds upon hundreds of ghosts appeared and blocked their path, threatening to kill Mulan. All of them were bandits and murderers wanting her blood. Ah, yeah. good. That's, that's good. <laughs> they literally climbed a mountain of their knives. Hmm. You jumped. Yeah, yeah, there was a loud thunk. <laughs> okay. Sorry, it startled me. <laughs> I think it was our neighbor, but you know. <laughs> You're welcome. So Mulan raised the sword that she gathered, a pearl light coming off of it. One ghost came toward her and she sliced. He cut her. She cut him. Oh. Yeah. Most of them were very confused about this discovery. Of course, herself included. Mm-hmm. Mulan then had an idea, asking their ancestors for help. You always pray to your ancestors so that they can help you in the afterlife. Yeah. Three ghosts came forward, shooing away all the others. They then asked for their own payment. Gossip. They just wanted to know what was happening at Topside. Oh. Mulan stuttered when they asked about her father, since they only knew that Faju had a daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, Mulan was like, uh, it's okay, I'm still family. But two of them were like really hesitant to help. Mm-hmm. One, however, led them to a portal that took them to the 97th layer of Diyu. They needed to make it up to 100. Mm-hmm. They made it through safely. Uh, they also explained the coloration of ghosts. 
red, yellow, green, and blue. The closer to blue, the less time you have to serve in Diyu. Mm. And I thought it was like how bad you were, but no, it literally is just. Well, I mean, it's not wrong. Red is like you're the lowest of the low, and you have a long ass time before you can even think about going to heaven. Gotcha. But like green and blue, it's like yeah, you have a little bit of time left. <laughs> So, they got them through the next portal. May, one of the ancestors, reminded them of the Chamber of Fire. But Ren said that they didn't have anything to worry about. But May stopped Mulan before they left, keeping her to her promise of gossip. <laughs> she, she took off into the woods and left Shang and Mulan with her ancestors. They grilled her and nearly revealed her to Shang. How dare they? Yeah, but Ren kept her secret, told them where to go, and made sure of their path. Mm -hmm. They began on their walk, Shang in complete silence. He didn't trust her anymore. Um, she, she showed up and convinced him that no matter what, she gave up her life for him regardless. Mm -hmm. Mulan then decided that she needed to tell him the truth. He was actually visibly angry. Oh. She, she also didn't really look at her for a moment. Both of them were disappointed by the discovery. Neither would speak to her, regardless of how much she tried to explain herself. Shishi mm -hmm. then finally spoke up, defending her stance on how she was a true friend regardless. Shang, however, dismissed her entirely. Even explained the law of how impersonating a soldier meant death. Even if he lived, she would be killed by him. Oh, wow. Shishi then gave her some words of encouragement to keep her going, and she crumpled to the floor sobbing as they walked away from her. Damn. But then she stopped. She's not about to cry over this. I gotta get out of hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she made her way through this forest, whispers around her, and she didn't care. She's like, I'm going to make it. Mulan made her way to the tunnels, where she found a fox. Ooh. She freed the fox, and the fox led her to the correct tunnel. Mulan kept on, knowing that foxes are often crafty and deceitful. The fox listened to Mulan as she spoke about her troubles, but then the fox led her to a garden inside of the tunnels. Okay. One that was identical to her own mother's garden. Her home on the other side. Mm. She ran inside despite her earlier protests, but it was empty of her family. Mm. She looked around, then saw the Lady of Forgetfulness, who pretended to be the fox. Mulan met her outside where she sat. She tempted Mulan to drink her tea, to stay where she belonged. And Mulan was, like, trying to fight her really hard. Yeah. But as she stared into the cup of tea, she was thrown into a fake home where her family was. Oh. They instructed her to eat and told her that they had great news, that the matchmaker found her a match. Um, then they noticed she wasn't eating. Eat, I insist. But as she did her best to give into the vision, she saw Shang and Shishi. Oh. They tried to pull her from the illusion, but her grandmother slammed the door in his face. He did his best to remind Mulan of what is actually happening. Mm -hmm. 
But until he finally touched her arm, did she actually remember? He admitted he was horribly wrong. Mulan then pulled her blade and held it to the Lady of Forgetfulness's throat. Damn, alright. The woman disappeared and they went on their way. Shang apologized profusely. And you get to learn a little bit about Mulan's family mm-hmm. in this moment. Um, the general point of this whole talk was that Shang was a daft idiot who decided that in a snap, just because she was a woman, she wasn't to be trusted. But he was so very wrong. And she forgave him. They then made it to the 97th door again. But as they went through it, it led them to a room filled with lava and a set of stairs. Oh, the floor is lava. The river of hopelessness was flowing above them. Oh. And it was their only protection from lava and rocks being thrown at them. Lovely. Yeah. As they climbed, they found ash falling from the sky and demon bones charred on the floor. (laughs) Demon bones? Yes. They're just like, what is this? Sticks? Nope. Demon bones. That's nice. (laughs) Them big demon bones right there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. Them them some demon bones. Tyler's that uh, Cajun friend. (laughs) Anyway. Better be watching out for them demon bones. (laughs) (laughs) You're so weird. I love that voice. So Shishi then told them to run. Something horrible was chasing after them. Hogwai, a fire demon. Oh. It blew a huge wall of fire. And then after a rush, it picked her up in one of her talons and Shishi and Shang on the other, carrying them all away. That bitch. The demon dropped her then. Oh. At the cauldron. Oh. She didn't know why, but she felt like she didn't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. How do you defend yourself? From a demon that spit earth. Yeah, <laughs> that that's, split you know. the earth. I'm sorry. Yeah, it literally went crack open. Here I am out of the fucking ground. I, <laughs> I, I think I'd lose my goddamn mind. Uh, she thought that there might be possibly a way around this. Um, she found a shield with scorch marks on it. Then she turned and found Shang and Shishi on the other side of the cauldron. She called out as the demon reared up again. Shang called his attention to him and threw a spear that he had found. But the demon was playing with the other two by spitting fire and rock at them. Okay. Literally just messing with them. So she's an asshole. The demon is an asshole. Got it. She then called out to the demon. He turned and spit fire at her, covering herself with a shield. Once she had a moment, she ran for it. Smart. The cauldron split and the demons came spurting forward. Oh. They were just a bunch of fire demons. <laughs> yeah. Mulan did her best to escape them, but she hit the river and only had one choice, to fight. She drew her sword and remembered what it took to draw the power from it. She fought nobly for her friends. The sword glowed as she fought. The demons cried that it was the Sword of the Seven Suns. Ooh. She then released her hair, the armor, and she fought. They were surprised she was a girl. And she was finally fighting as herself. She had that moment of, I need to be myself and be true to who I am. Gasp, a woman. Gasp, a woman. (laughs) (laughs) It's legitimately, they're like, (gasps) 
a girl. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, she fought hard until she gave everything that she had. Mm-hmm. Making sure that Shang and Shishi had the time to make it to the door to the closest land. Mm-hmm. She instructed the two to go through the door, but they wouldn't budge, not without her. Her only hope was to go through the river of hopelessness to get to them. So, she took a run, doing her best to make it over, giving it her everything. She jumped. Shishi managed to pull her out onto the side when a boulder landed right where she was. Nice. He had mentioned something about how it may be over uh, already, but Mulan had another idea. Lure the demon into the river. I'm gonna make a plan. (laughs) Yep. So they split up and launched their plan. Mulan was then picked up again. However, her sword was in hand. She cut and thrashed at the demon as he flew over the river. But as he turned and attempted to throw Shang in the river instead. Who was standing at the top of the cold. Oh, no. She didn't care. Losing Shang was not worth it. She stabbed the demon's tail that was wrapped around her. He shrieked, and she got one more hit, stabbing his wing and slicing down. This she sounds tried... like a Dark Souls boss. I know. <laughs> <laughs> she tried to steer him towards the cauldron, but there was no use. She was falling with the demon, her body hitting the pole she used to cross the river. Um... Shang came to her, doing her best to hold on. There was one more step when the pole snapped. Oh. She fell, her hand slipping through Shang's, but he reached for her sword and he got her and hauled her up onto the cauldron. The demon was drowned in the river. Ew. Yeah. You fuck, nerd. So they made it along and safely to the next door, into the city of ghosts, where they were greeted by a statue of a smiling King Yama. They were inside of a temple. Mm. Shang was leaning against a wall, staring at the moon. They could see the bridge of hopelessness above them, or helplessness, I think. Okay. Um, it was also impossible to follow the moon and the placards that they had earlier, because there was no moonlight and lots of the placards were everywhere. <laughs> they tried to ask people how to get to the hundredth level, but they only heard that there was a chamber of mirrors, where apparently they had to pass a test. Oh boy. Mulan then excused herself and noticed that Shang's attitude was changing. She relayed to the two that they had to find the Chamber of Mirrors. Shishi took the lead and Mulan stayed back to check in on Shang. Apparently, being so close to the end, he realized that he wasn't going to see his father again. Oh. Shishi took the time to tell him about how his father and him are very alike and how proud he was to have him as a son. He seemed to ease, and they made their way over when they ran into her cousin, Ren. The one who helped her. Oh. He did his best to run away from her, but she was too quick. (laughs) Shang was like, what about you only being able to go to level 97? (laughs) And Ren was like, well, that wasn't me. And Mulan was angry that because of him and his lack of warning about the cauldron... She was like, what on earth were you thinking? He was like, I have a bad gambling habit, and I made a wager on your life if you could beat the demon or not. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this guy was a monk, and he was waiting to go to heaven. <laughs> he he can't get into heaven until he pays his debts. Oh. Yeah. So... <laughs> Don't gamble, kids. 
needless to say, Mulan was angry, and Shang and Shishi were as well. But he offered to take them to the Chamber of Mirrors as they requested, but it seemed to be just a shop. The shop owner e- was even owed eight gold pieces by Ren as well. <laughs> but Mulan was kind of skeptical of his mentioning everyone leaves the same way, you know? Yeah. Or like, you don't leave until King Yama comes and gets you. But she's like, yeah, that sounds like bullshit. And then was like, <laughs> no. this is not just an antique store. And the shop owner was like, shut up, go away. <laughs> but Mulan was like, just give me a chance. We can pass. The shop owner was like, okay, go on in. So, when she first walked in, she saw the same reflections that she noticed when she first arrived. Mm. There were mirrors lining a really far off mountain. Then the door shut and the lights went. She was surprised to see that this was an actual room because of everything that they'd been through walking around with her arms out, feeling that everything was made of glass. Okay. She then heard a voice, telling her she wasn't ready to fight, but she can look in the mirrors to begin. The first mirror showed her father, telling her that he believed that she had perished, that it was giving her every instance of her worst fears from her father. Mm-hmm. The thing she was most afraid to come to home to. However, she stood up to the mirror. She knew her father would always stand up with her. Mm-hmm. But then the mirrors hit her again with some more horrible things. Telling her that she shamed her father by going and then even by returning. And she knew it was all a lie. The voice then asked what made her think it was anything else but shame she was expected to come home to. Then the mirror showed her her village. Every single villager said horrid things about her but Mulan knew after time here that this was all fake yeah but she didn't know what the test really was they kept hurling horrible things twisting anything she had to say against her but then the most ridiculous image appeared Shang telling her that she wasn't good enough as a woman though Mm. he had just mentioned otherwise then the real Shang supposedly had come forward, ordering that she be shot. Since the only way was if he took, well, if she took his place Mm -hmm. in the land of the dead. But Mulan noticed that this was also another illusion. She did her best to leave, but Shang blocked her. She remembered that the only thing that stopped her was her own fear, so she fought. She broke every single mirror. Then she reached Shang, only to have been thrown back again. The demons she initially met appeared, telling her she had to kill him if she was to leave. But she promised to bring him home, and she would rather stay if that was the case. So in one last effort, she showed her true efforts. The room spoke. She passed the first test. By keeping her promise and showing her true nature, she was able to move on to the next. However, she was covered in glass shards. That's that's a fun time. The mirrors also that were like pooled around the floor. Yeah. Like morphed back together. Oh. To make Mulan then face her own reflections. Multiple. 
They also told her her terrible, horrible things that she felt about herself. How she will become a demon for King Yama. Mm. But it gave her one last option. Pick her true reflection. One by one, she looked at herself in multiple mirrors, each one giving her partial truths about who she is and what she stands for. But she found herself, not in one of the large mirrors that were surrounding her, but a small hand mirror on the floor. Once she felt that this reflection was her true self, the room then opened up, and she ended up in a garden where Meng Po, the Lady of Forgetfulness, stood, showing her true, kind face. She congratulated Mulan. This was not a trick. She won. There were they were at the last level of Diyu. Meng Po mentioned that she had no more tea for her, and the path to the exit is open. Your friends are waiting for you on the other side. She healed her wounds and gave her a dress to wear. The sword she found appearing at her side, these were gifts to her. It seemed also that the sword that she held was Meng Po's when she was young. Oh. She had served in the emperor's army as a young person against her god of a father's wishes. Oh, wow. Eventually, her father offered her a spot in heaven, but Mengpo turned him down. And she had a spot here. She liked it better. Oh. Mengpo also told Mulan that the heart of a true hero could truly unlock its power. You have a long way to go, and you are not alone. The sword is yours if you want it. Mulan turned it down. And instead, Mengpo gave her a, I think it was a magnolia blossom. Ooh. Yeah. She wished her well, turned into a crane, and flew away. Oh. Mulan then crossed the bridge to find Shang and Shishi with King Yama. Shang stuttered when he saw Mulan in a dress. <laughs> He'd never seen her as a girl. Oh. I know. It was one of those, uh, uh, you look nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, oh you poor sweet innocent child. Anyway, Shishi interrupted and King Yama called them to order. He agreed. They had won. Then he took his tome, took a pen, and crossed out Shang's name, solidifying that he will be able to return to the land of the living. Nice. They began to head out, but her ancestors wanted to say goodbye. She apologized for her lies, and they forgave her. They left, and Shang's father appeared. Oh. She showed her female side, and he thanked her for everything she did, not upset at all that she was the one to save his son. He even mentioned that if women were allowed to serve in the army, Shang's mother could have made a, a formidable soldier. <laughs> that's, that's cute. I know. Uh, as soon as Warrior his father left... Mountain. Sorry, I've been thinking about that the whole time. <laughs> but go on. <laughs> Straight from the movie. Yeah. As soon as his father left, they went into the human world. Shishi then stopped and told Mulan that this was the last time that she would see him. Unless, of course, she becomes part of the Li family, which Shang, of course, interrupted was like, you'll see him through me. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's my guardian. He'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> so they carried on. Shishi was like, Y'all are gonna get married, I know it. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they carried on, and Shang mentioned how much she meant to him at that point. 
Then, when a huge gust of wind came through, Mulan and Shang were thrown back into the real world. Mulan woke up, and after a while, Shang woke up too, but he wouldn't look at her. She was too excited to care if he remembered what happened. She told the troops, and Shifu that, and Shifu was being an ass, demanded that he see Shang. Yeah. But before he could storm in, Shang came out, telling him that he should thank Mulan. Nice. Well, thank Ping for saving China from the Hun. The Emperor surely would want to know who was responsible for their win. <laughs> and she was like, fine. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. So they packed up and carried on to the Imperial City. Shang walked on, clearly something on his mind. Everyone happened to notice when Shang had approached Mulan to walk with him. They got ahead of the group a, a little away from them. And they talked about everything that happened. He thought it was a weird dream, but she confirmed everything. He then said that he would like to tell the emperor that the hero of China was a woman. He would also like to ask her permission to marry her. Ew. He'd never find a girl like her again. You don't find a girl like that every dynasty. Exactly. Boom. <laughs> I love the movie, by she the way. She agreed and thought about how she would have to tell everyone, especially Mushu, how everything had happened. That everything was going to be alright from here on out. The end. Oh, nice. I know! I liked this version way more. Like, legitimately. Yeah. So, I listened to it in audiobook, which is why my notes were a little bit more scattered. Mm -hmm. um, every time something important happened, I had to, like, stop whatever I was doing and write it down. So, I apologize if there were things that didn't make any sense. Um, read the book. I, <laughs> I don't know how else to tell you that, but I've said it every time. Like, obviously, this is going to give you book report style, tip to tail what happens. But really, listening to the book even was amazing. Um, so I'll give this one eight and a half pages turned. Ooh. They answered a lot of questions, but they also left some questions out. Okay. But I also liked how it was written. Mm -hmm. I prefer linear books every day. All right. <laughs> I hate books that jump around in the timeline and confuse me. So I highly recommend this one. Definitely. This, okay. This is one I got to get a physical copy of. <laughs> right on. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. All right. Gaming okay. news. Fuck. I don't. I don't know. I don't know either. I feel like with everything being all over the place and timelines being thrown back, and we have a PS Five coming out and, and an, an Xbox, Xbox Series X. Series I think, yeah. X coming out, and then we have Far Cry Six just being announced. Which I believe I announced we last announced week. We announced last week. Yeah. yeah. Um. There's there's so many things to look forward to. Yeah. And also a lot of things that is like, okay, we still have a very long time for these to come. Yeah. <laughs> so on my uh, on my personal oh uh, Watch Dogs Legions was finally like fully announced. Oh okay. That's the next one. It takes place in UK in the mm. UK in London specifically, and when you're playing it. Uh, you can just, like, have random people join the Legion of Watchdogs. Awesome. Yeah, it shows in the trailer that you get, like, an old woman, and, like, she just walks up, and she, like, pokes a dude. She's like, Mah! and he turns around, and then she tases him. Like, that's in the trailer. <laughs> so, so it's finally available for pre-order, so that's pretty cool. 
part of my shifting again. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, for me, uh, just on my personal Twitter, on my own personal Twitter, yes. I was posting a ton of pictures about uh, the game that I'm talking about this yes! week. Yeah, I just kept posting pictures, oh and God. I will continue to do that, so... It's so good. I'm, I'm so ready, guys. Yeah. I'm so, so ready. My game this week is Spider-Man. Yes. Yeah, so the date it came out it was September 7th, 2018. Newer game. So this is the 2018 Spider-Man, the uh, system, PS4. So it is a PS4 exclusive. We got a PlayStation 1, guys. Yeah, all the uh, all the other games, mostly, have been, uh, like, both systems. But this one is an exclusive, so I, yeah. felt, I, I felt good about that. I feel good that you did, like, an Xbox exclusive, and now you're doing... I did two Xbox exclusives. Yep. Yeah, Gears <laughs> of War and Fable. Yep. Yeah, now I'm doing... PS4. This one isn't even allowed, like, isn't even on PC, so. Wow. Mm, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> he just died. I did. So, the developers, a uh, developer of this game is Insomniac Games. You might know them for Spyro, Ratchet and Clank, and Resistance, yes! among many others. Sorry, I, I love all of those games. Yeah, so, a really no big. No wonder. No wonder it's phenomenal. Yes. I'm going to tell you this right now Spider Man is in my top like list of superheroes i know so he wants to cosplay him yeah i don't know which suit i want to cosplay him as there's so many but like oh i love spider-man I so much love him. like he's second right under moon knight yeah, if he's... you know moon knight please 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 let me know because i need to geek to more people about moon knight he's moon so knight. underrated anyway <laughs> but <laughs> spider-man even more importantly uh the publisher Sony Interactive Entertainment. Of course. Yeah, of course, because it's a PS4 exclusive. The genre is action-adventure. Mm -hmm. This one was nominated for many awards. Unfortunately, only won four. They won three... F <laughs> Sorry, yeah. excuse me. Unfortunately, only won four. Yeah, but, you know, they were nominated so for so many. I think they should have won way more, <laughs> in my personal opinion. If you can't tell, I'm already biased towards this game. <laughs> so they won three from NAVGTR Awards okay. for Game Engineering, uh, the award for action, Best Action Game, okay. and then the award for Best Supporting Performance by Laura Bailey. Oh, God, I love her. Yeah, so I will tell you where she comes in in this game. Uh, they also won the Jury Award for Best Trailer. Oh. Yeah. Shit, okay. Which is a pretty unique award, I think. They I had mean, the best trailer of any game that year. They did have a really good trailer yeah, that so, year. I thought um, it was a movie. Yeah. I, literally playing it, all the cutscenes, I'm just like, this looks so real. <laughs> like, it looks so good. <laughs> they did do really yeah. well. I will say this is a third-person game. Um, it, and I feel like that's the only way to play Spider-Man. I agree. Yeah. So, uh, the story, the kind of setting story. You play as Peter Parker, of course. Of course. At age 23. Oh. Uh, many years after gaining your superpowers. Uh, however, it has become extremely difficult for Peter to balance his hero and personal lives. So, he is a research assistant mm -hmm. for Dr. Otto Octavius. While also assisting his Aunt May at the homeless shelter, Feast, which is Food, Emergency, Aid, Shelter, and Training. Oh. So the Feast Shelter. So he's an angel, and so is she. 
Yeah, uh, Aunt May is. Oh, I will tell you how wonderful she, she is. She's a goddess. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, a few things to note: Peter and Mary Jane, MJ Watson, have split up. They're no longer together. Oh. Yeah. Martin Lee runs Feast. This becomes important later. Okay. Spider-Man has fought Rhino, Vulture, Scorpion, Electro, Mysterio, Kingpin, Sandman, Tombstone, and the Lizard. That is so many. But not all of the villains. I know, but that is so many. Yeah. <laughs> so if you are familiar with uh, Spider-Man, uh, like, at this point, like, if you've read the comic books and stuff, some of the names I'm mentioning are going to be very familiar, and you're like, I'm pretty sure that's a bad guy. They might be, you know. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. <laughs> so I will tell you. Um, so this game is essentially, the story is broken up into three parts, mm -hmm. which I will explain shortly. And also an important thing to note is Spider-Man works with NYPD captain Yuri Watanabe. Oh, okay. She's super cool. Oh, that's who that is? Yeah, so okay. she's the, one of the police captains. She helps Spider-Man, like, uh, they kind of call back and forth and text. Yeah. Um. The rest of the police force doesn't know, and if they were to find out, Yuri would lose her job. Oh, so she uh, she breaking some laws, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, going into the actual story mode, uh, it's split into three acts, as I said previously. So the first <laughs> act. In Act 1, you are essentially learning how to play the game. After a short tutorial, you uh, make your way to Fisk Tower. To confront Wilson Fisk, also known as Kingpin. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, after defeating Fisk, he is sent off to prison on The Raft, which is a high-security prison off the shores of Manhattan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you spend the next few missions fighting off some of Fisk's men, also discovering how rough Peter's personal life truly is. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's a lot of running back and forth, and you're just like, oh, you're late, and it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> So there's a lot of that back and forth things happening and you're kind of discovering some of the early activities that are available in the game throughout the game. Okay. Yeah. So um, you have to rush to Dr. Octavius's lab after he calls you telling you that you're late in order to do a test on a prosthetic. Uh, this is kind of what Dr. Octavius and you were working on, better pro metal prosthetics that work with uh, neuro uh, neurological implants. Okay. So that when you just, like, think, like, your muscles react, and it's like, oh, shit, my hand wants to move, and then it moves. Like, oh, so that's it's cool. it, super advanced prosthetics. Yeah. Super expensive prosthetics is what you mean. Yeah. Uh, but you're doing this to change lives. Uh, this test, however does not end well it's like a lot of oh. you know a lot of bad shit happens and you have to stop the test okay. unfortunately oh. yeah so after this you have to head to feast to assist aunt may with a few things around the shelter mm -hmm. talking to people helping her like move stuff uh oh, angel. yeah after this you are sent to an art museum in which you switch between Spider-Man and MJ. So they do start talking a little more. I do want to say MJ has become a reporter for the uh, Daily Bugle, which is what Spider-Man used to work at. Oh, okay. Yeah, you remember like yeah. when he would take pictures for J. Jonah Jameson? And, yeah, I remember. Yeah. So uh, he left there and became a scientist. So Okay. Yeah. I mean, world upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Parker is so smart. <laughs> so you do switch between Spider-Man and MJ. This kind of teaches you 
oh, you're not just Spider-Man, you're kind of moving as MJ and you do a more sneak around, can't get caught sort of mission. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, you kind of discover that a new gang has started up that wear these Chinese demon masks. And they're called the Inner Demons, but are referred to as demons throughout the rest of the game. Uh, cool, we both had demons. Yeah. <laughs> Chinese demons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Um, so this is soon to be revealed uh, to be the main criminal force for the remainder of the game. Mm-hmm. At this point, you are unsure who the leader of uh, of the demons are. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... That's, that's fun. You're like, who the fuck is it? <laughs> <laughs> who are you? <laughs> yeah. So for the remainder of this act, you are discovering the different collectibles and activities you can do along with fighting Shocker twice. Okay. He's a dude that, like, he has these fists that you run up and he punches the shin. I don't like that. I wouldn't like to res- be on the receiving end. Of yeah, it. no. I would like to have it. Yeah, just... <laughs> yeah, he's he's not smart. You're not powerful. I can jump you and punch the crotch. Yeah. <laughs> Game over, dude. So that is until you are led to a, or you get a lead about a possible demon warehouse on the docks and are met with a very trusted officer, um, Jefferson Davis. Oh, okay. Yeah, super cool guy. Uh, I forget who voices him, but he is... Uh, Players, uh, gamers may know him from Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. He played... Oh, fuck, why can't I think of who he played? He was also in World War II. He was the commissions officer in the online mode. Send us a tweet, guys. Yeah, or, or I can post it. I don't know. Either way. We'll Google yeah. it. Yeah, he had a very familiar voice, and I was like, Yo! <laughs> I know that guy! Oh, Cormac, that's who he plays in uh, Advanced Warfare. There you go. Yeah, got it. Came back to me. So uh, what you do in this mission is you go through the warehouse and you find that Fisk and his men, even though Fisk is in jail, his men are very loyal. Uh, They're hiding things in these warehouse like shipping containers, but some of them are secret doors. Oh, secret door, secret door, secret secret door, door, secret door. (laughs) Yeah, so you have to find uh, some scrapes on the ground and Ah. because you can hide the doors, but you can't hide the scrapes. Yeah, if they're heavy ass doors, we expect. So then you find out that there's a vault underneath, uh, go through a tunnel. Okay. So once you get through that, you're trying to beat the demons to this warehouse because you're like, they can't have more guns because that's bad. They couldn't possibly have more guns. Like, they shouldn't have more guns. Nope. So we got to stop them. Uh, so this me- mission does end with a, uh, a ch- uh, chase where you're going through a, or going through the cities of Manhattan Uh, chasing this truck full of guns and enemies Mm -hmm. and near the end you're standing on top of one of these trucks and here comes another like semi truck that is just a civilian and they collide and you have to save them you know and then the truck that you were on comes back around and tries to ram you what the fuck and officer davis rams that with his car and saves you so Officer Davis saves the day. Super fucking cool. I I just gotta say, I love a good car chase. Yeah. So that's epic. Yeah. So um, that's like kind of halfway through the act. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the next mission, you found uh, you find out that Doctor Octavius Labs is being defunded. Oh. 
because it's violating safety protocols. Yeah. Mayor uh, Osborne, Harry, no, um, I read his name later. Norman Osborne. So Green Goblin. Not yet, but who? Yeah, from the books and movies is the person who becomes Green Goblin. Sorry, guys. Or spoiler is, alert. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mayor Osborne. Okay. Uh, He's the fucking mayor in this universe? Yeah. He's also a dick to Otto. I mean, he's a dick in general. Uh, true. Um, it's crazy because while... Isn't he played by Willem Dafoe in The yes. Amazing Spider? Yeah. The guy who plays him, who got, like, the facial structure, at some points in the game, I'm like, that's fucking Willem Dafoe. Like... They probably brought him in. No, they didn't. <laughs> okay. I was just like, that looks like him. But... <laughs> so... He's a really good... He's a really good Green Goblin. He is. Why. Continue. Yeah. So, uh, let me find my place again. I apologize. So, uh, with the lab being defunded, you lose your job. Of course. Yeah. Uh, not only that, you discover that you're officially been evicted from your apartment. Because oh. you don't have a job. Wait, why would it be that quick? Well, apparently the payments have been a little behind, so. Because oh, so you're being Spider-Man while also, you know, that whole thing. Yeah, so, so he hasn't taken the time to actually take his money to the right place. What little money he has. Yeah, what? He yeah. Is... Spider-Man is a personal wreck yeah. outside of being a superhero. Yeah, okay. so uh, that happens. You end up getting a call from Aunt May. Uh, she's like, we were supposed to meet for dinner. And he's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, what's going on? And he admits all this bad news to her. And she's like, do you have a place to stay? And he's like... Well, I was wondering if you had room at the shelter, and she went, you can sleep on my couch in my oh. office. So, um, the mission there is actually called Couch Surfing, <laughs> which is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. You're homeless now. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So, uh, not a joke. after you make it to feast and, you know, fall asleep on the couch, you wake up and, uh, to an envelope that's, uh, that says Peter on it, and there's like 300 bucks in there. Oh, shoot. Or, like, popping out. I don't know how much more is in there. Shoot, okay. Yeah. Aunt May is sitting at her desk, and Peter sits up, and he goes, I can't, I can't take this. To which she replies, you can, and you will. Yep. I fucking love fucking Aunt May. Goddess. She is amazing. Um, yeah. The goodest woman. So, there are two more missions in this act after this. Okay. The first of these two is finding out uh, that the demons are attacking a fifth construction tower to which you have to help save the construction workers. Oh, all right. Yeah, so uh, these construction workers are in contact with Fisk. Yes, he is in prison, but he somehow is uh, able to contact them. He's a rich man. Yeah. <laughs> he has access to a lot of things. Yeah. So uh, you actually bring up the phone and you're just like, it's actually like a video uh, call. Oh, and Jesus. you're just like, so who are the demons working for? And he's like, save my men. And I might actually tell you. And you're just like, all right. All right. <laughs> so you save his men. And uh, I don't think he exactly tells you who is, but, you know, yeah. I'm sorry. I just thought of Bob's Burgers real quick and like how one of the episodes they had a butt phone. Yeah, butt phone. <laughs> just like, but he wasn't the one who had it. It was someone else. Yeah. So I was like, I wonder if it's a butt phone. But I don't think you could do that with our modern phones. Nope. <laughs> so uh, once 
you clear out the tower, uh, there's a helicopter that's flying around with some uh, some of the demons in it. Of course. And you attach this big metal, like, tank thing that, like, holds propane, but, like, one of the giant ones. I think that's what it is. Not it's an LP tank, right? Kind of, but bigger, and then it's got the metal bars or surrounding it. Okay. Yeah. I understand. So that you end up attaching that to the helicopter, and you have to chase the helicopter through the city okay and it's like smashing into shit <laughs> so you eventually are able to catch it okay and uh there's this like quick sequence of um quick time events mm-hmm. where you have to press a button at a certain time and like it's so cool because you're actually like holding on to the helicopter and it like swings around it loses the tail you like hook it up and it shows these people just like drinking uh like they're breakfast they're having breakfast and drinking yeah. coffee all of a sudden helicopter tail slams into the wall and then what? like so they're just sitting there and it goes <laughs> and they just like shudder and stare they're like what the fuck yeah so that's yeah and of course spider-man yikes. webs it to the wall just you know yeah super badass uh he ends up like making sure the helicopter doesn't crash into the ground yes and he ties up the people and uh let's see let me get back to it uh once you take it down it down after a sequence of quick time events you are introduced to miles morales who is heading to mayor norman osborne's rally slash award ceremony for his dad officer davis Ah! yeah what yeah oh my god i'm i'm geeking yeah so Morales this, is my favorite. Yeah. So this is the uh, the rally is the last mission. You arrive to the ceremony as Peter Parker, mm-hmm. uh, accompanied by MJ, and it's mainly a cutscene. And uh, the mayor starts talking, and as he uh, turns to congratulate Officer Davis, he then leaves, gets a phone call, and they're just like, "I want to see." You. He goes, "I want to see you suffer." And Mayor Osborne's like, "What the fuck?" Hangs up the phone, runs away. Mm-hmm. And Peter, then, his spidey senses go off. And he starts looking around, and these people start turning, I'm going to put this in quotes, negative. Oh, okay. Like, when you turn your phone into negative mode for pictures, so, like, the black turns white. And, yes. Yeah. So that, uh, people start turning that. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you notice Mr. Lee, the guy that runs Feast, exiting a car, also turning negative. The, uh, some of these men, besides Mr. Lee, reveal a vest strapped with C4, and they detonate all around you. Just oh, <laughs> shit. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, On the stage, there's another individual that reveals the vest, and Officer Davis pushes an officer out of the way and, sac- and runs towards the bomb. Yeah. What? Yeah. No. Yep. <laughs> I'm not okay with this. Yeah, God so damn it, Sony. You then are... Uh, Kind of the cutscene flashes back to the your like the eyes are opening and closing, but you're not Peter, you're Miles. What? Yeah, so you're being dragged, and your mom is yelling, "Miles, like wake up, wake uh-huh. up!" And you can actually see MJ pulling Peter, and she's like, "Oh God, oh f-, like she's freaking out." Yeah. So you wake up as a Miles. Miles. Yeah. And uh, you then go running back into the site to try and find your dad. Yeah. Uh, while staying hidden. This is a kind of another one of those like little missions, kind of like with MJ, where mm-hmm. you're trying to stay hidden. Uh, you find that 
demons are killing any survivors that are in that immediate area. Okay. Yeah. You do eventually make it to the stage where Officer Davis was, and you do find that he is dead. And it's very heartbreaking moment, but he just lost his dad. Similar to the comics, that does happen. I'm so sad. So the act does end with the funeral for Jeff Davis. Oh. Yeah. Sad face. Yeah. So that's Act One. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Act Two. <laughs> you start out Act Two by going to a possible demon warehouse to clear it out. Mm-hmm. This attention, uh, this essentially teaches you about the demon house uh, warehouses that will open up after this mission that uh, need to be cleared out by. Uh, this just shows you how to clear them out and whatnot. It uh, you go in, take on a few waves of bad guys, and then it's clear. Okay. It's um, it's similar to earlier in the game. You do this with Fisk goons. They're Fisk hideouts. Oh. So okay. this is just the demons version of that. Yeah. I always have that demon version. Yep. <laughs> so uh, you then head to Feast to try and find anything on why L- uh, Lee led the assault on the rally ceremony. Yeah. To find out that he has a secret room behind his office that shows multiple objects related to the demons and possible connections to Mayor Osborne. Super dark. Yeah. So, uh, you do eventually have to clear out of there through, like, a secret hatch. And then you come through a door that's, like, in the generator room, right? Okay. And as you close the door, Lee just goes, hello, Peter. No. And you go, fuck! And you look over, and he's just, like, right at the end of the hall. No. And he walks up, and he's just, like, uh, May walks up, and she's like, I thought you were going on business. And he's like, yep, I'm here just to grab a few things. Few and she's like did you hear about the rally a few weeks ago and he's like yeah that's it's crazy i just you know i'm sure you guys will be safe as long as you don't go where you're not supposed to yeah man that was some crazy and i'm just like he's evil (laughs) co guys (laughs) yeah (laughs) so um after this uh the next mission is super short you get a call from dr octavius in order to go back to the lab and you discover that he has called in his last favors and was able to get funding once again yay so you're you have your job back your normal day job back i mean yay yeah that part so after a few short segments you see that octavius has created an actual working metal arm prosthetic which is super fucking cool cool yeah um so that's that mission super short um but yeah after that, uh, you go to MJ's house for a small dinner, totally not date thing. <laughs> it's totally not a date. Yeah. So this, uh, when you go to MJ's, uh, she tells you about, like, what she was doing while she was kind of, like, she seemed distracted on the phone when you were talking. Yeah. She tells you the story of what she was doing. Oh, and this okay. story swaps your perspective to being MJ once again. And you're in a uh, villain's hideout tombstone, who's an, also known oh, as yeah. the albino man. Yeah. Yeah, he's like six foot seven, like 300 pounds, just pure muscle. Thoroughly terrifying. And he can get shot in the head with a bullet and not feel anything. No. Yeah, no. so he's fucking crazy. No shit. Uh, you, <laughs> you're like, what the fuck is he doing? Why is he building this big ass car? And then you find a GPS chip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's kind of what the uh, 
the mission is after this. You go into another uh, cutscene. Okay. And it's a super hilarious moment because you get a call about where someone like uh, Mr. Lee's men are heading. Yes. And uh, she, MJ hears the call <laughs> and she turns to see you and uh, you're already in your Spider-Man outfit. Yeah. And she goes, did you just leave your clothes on my kitchen floor? And he stops, points, and then, like, backs up slowly, turns around, grabs his clothes, folds them real quick. And he goes, uh, where do I put the... And she's like, on the couch is fine. And then he, like, puts him on the couch and goes out the window. It's just a super cute moment where he's just like, yeah, fuck. Oh, right, uh, common decency yeah. in other people's homes. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you, yeah. It's funny. It's, it's great. It's one of those few short moments uh he was cooking dinner but then now he has to leave and she uh he accidentally gets a call from her after this going you know this uh curry is legit like it's so good <laughs> so yeah uh you oh yeah they're going after a guy named standish that's his last name standish yeah okay. um for info on a thing called devil's breath which you find out later in the game okay so you have to save him after fighting demons outside of his building mm -hmm. then climbing an elevator shaft and clearing out his penthouse okay and saving him okay yeah so it's uh it's kind of another one of those quick missions where you just like fight a bunch of people uh gotcha yeah and save him so real cool <laughs> <laughs> real cool yeah so the next mission actually teaches you about another uh task that you have to do it's real quick it uh teaches you there's like this strange box on a roof you have to go find it and this guy in a uh, like dr doom type mask oh opens it up and he's just like i've planted bombs you have to go defuse them and you're like oh fuck so you go do it <laughs> why couldn't you just not do that and uh he's <laughs> it's like why the fuck are you doing this and he goes to learn Excuse this guy me? is known as the Taskmaster, who is a uh, Spider-Man villain. He's real cool. Already confused. He but okay. gives Spider-Man's uh, Spider-Man specific tasks oh. in the comic book series. Why he's called the Taskmaster? Gotcha. In order to learn from him and learn how he deals with situations. Oh. So he he does it for research specifically. Oh. So he's really really cool. He's like a better version of the Riddler. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. After that mission, uh, you have to go to a Halloween party at your old campus. That's to, nice. Yeah, to find a neuroscientist that Lee is after who has been known to be working on the devil's breath. Okay. Yeah. So many people are dressed, uh, many people at the party are dressed as like Spider-Man foes. There's actually a dude who's, like, shirtless and jeans real fat, and he's got a Spider-Man mask, and he's like, everybody sees you, and they're just like, that's a nice costume, you know? Because yeah. it's a Halloween party, and the dude that's, like, shirtless goes, hey, we're Spider-Bros. Thwip, 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 thwip. Like, thwip. Yeah, look at the moves. He's drunk as shit, you that's know? That's hilarious. Yeah, so it's fucking hilarious. Um, so a lot of these, or there's four specifically that are... Uh, just like uh, foes there's rhino lizard vulture and mysterio okay yeah so they're just like oh look at us we're villains you know but they're not actually not teehee villains yeah unfortunately you are unable to save that scientist oh uh and you find out that mr lee now titled mr negative oh 
the Spider-Man villain, is able to turn regular, everyday people hostile. So, uh, this mission ends, uh, with you beating the shit out of a lot of college students. <laughs> you just, bah, 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 and then you'll, like, flip them over and, like, web them up, and then they turn back to normal. <laughs> okay, then. Yeah. So, at this point, a paramilitary slash private security group, Sable's Units. Silver Sable is the character. Comic book people might know about this character. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they come into the, uh... Like, uh, they join the scene. All right. They are paid for by Mr. Osborne, Mayor Osborne. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, they're friendly for now. Yeah, That's, for now. That becomes important. <laughs> so, the next few missions include you hacking Mayor Osborne's personal computer to discover that Mr. Negative is after Devil's Breath. Oh. Which is exactly, uh, which, you know, it's a miracle cure. Oh. But how? But in its early stages, it's essentially a bioweapon. Oh. So it's kind of that's why he's after it—the bioweapon part of it. Gotcha. Yeah. That so makes sense. when it breaks, it can infect like millions of people. So. Ooh. Yeah. Gross. It's real great. <laughs> uh. So yeah, it fucking sucks. <laughs> So then you play as MJ to sneak into a security base in order to ask Standish questions about, like, who knows about Devil's Breath. Okay. Yeah, so another sneaky mission. Uh, the next mission is another short sequence with Dr. Octavius. Uh-huh. Another, like, uh, just uh, doing prosthetic stuff. This is where you're learning more about, uh, like, extending arms and like a neural interface that he attaches and it starts working oh. better yeah and it's, i think i remember this part. yeah uh so then uh, the next mission you play as miles yes you have to sneak past some security checkpoints in order to make it to feast for your first day of work yeah, um, because he lost his father, he's been kind of grieving in a very, like, like not healthy way. Oh. And so Peter was just like, why don't you give, like, Miles a job? He said that to Aunt May, because you need help. Mr. Lee's gone, you know? Yeah. And she's and Aunt May's like, that's a great idea. So, yeah. and it makes I, uh, Miles feel great. Hmm. Yeah, so it's a super nice, wholesome mission. <laughs> Still sad about his dad. Yeah. So, uh, this in, uh, so this mission is another sneaky mission where you actually start, um, I believe it actually starts with Spider-Man saving you as Miles from these two, like, thugs. Oh. And then he teaches you how to, like, fight correctly. Okay. And uh, you end up punching Spider-Man in the jaw, and he just goes, I just punched Spider-Man. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, so then you call your friend, and he's like, did you show Spider-Man our hacking app? And he's like, no, I forgot. You know, I, I punched him instead. Yeah, essentially. So uh, you find out that he uses a hacking app in order to activate some uh, things around to distract uh, the security guards. Brilliant. Yeah. So super cool. Adds another aspect to the sneaking mission. Mm-hmm. So it causes distractions. Um. Yeah. So next, you go on an epic chase scene as Spider-Man that ends in a battle against Mr. Negative. Small battle. But, um, this chase scene, you are, like, chasing them on this, they're on this giant, like, APC-type thing. Okay. This is what Tombstone was building. 
yeah, he was building it for Mr. Negative. Okay. Yeah. That's how I'm going to refer to Mr. Uh, Lee from now on, because he's Mr. Negative. He's no longer a positive person. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Next mission, you take control of MJ once again at Grand Central Terminal, which I've been there. Pretty cool thing. I've been to Manhattan, guys. <laughs> so, I do want to say seeing things in-game that I've, like, seen in real life. Fucking awesome. I mean, I'm like, yeah. I've been here. I've seen that, you know. I've done this. I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> I bought a cheap watch from a dude in Chinatown. That was cool. I don't have that watch anymore. <laughs> it was a watch that, it was a pocket watch that when you, like, uh, when it opened up, it showed a picture of Brooklyn Bridge. Oh. Yeah. Kind of like the one that I got that had Big Ben in it. Exactly. So, um, let's see. This is another kind of sneaky mission because you are taken hostage by the demons oh you do you are able to break free with the help of spider-man this is a really cool mission because uh you have to distract some of the demons to get them away from each other okay and then once they're away you can tell spider-man to be like hey take him and then he like webs them and takes them up to the ceiling oh yeah so he just and they're gone bye yeah so that's like the whole mission uh, I will say, I'm not going to say why, what's happening in Grand Central. I would suggest playing this game uh, if you want to learn. I'm kind of glossing <laughs> um, over some details. As I say, read the book! Yeah, play the game! <laughs> yeah, so uh, you then take control of Spider-Man and head towards the actual trains, and this leads to a fight against Mr. Negative again. Okay. So, yeah, you there's two stages to the fight. and Or actually, there might only be one stage in this at this point but uh you do beat him and he is taken to the raft yay yeah so after a few more short missions with feast and dr octavius of course the final mission oh the uh this one with dr octavius yeah it shows that he's actually implanted the neural interface in the like back of his oh neck. yeah and then uh he's got uh two arms that pop out of his back Ooh. it was four i thought two at this point okay yep so I saw I, things. Yeah. And then I believe it's actually later in that mission where four pop up, but he only shows up with two to begin with. Oh. Yeah, so you can I if you know Spider Man, you know where this is going. <laughs> yep. So uh yeah, and it's uh after some like, you know, researching you find out that the neural implant can actually mess with your uh uh conscience and like change your personality. Oh. So woo foreshadowing <laughs> <laughs> so the final mission actually tasks you with assisting the police with a breakout of the normal prison plus uh the raft oh yeah this oh i remember seeing this yeah this leads to the release of spider-man's five major rivals rhino electro vulture scorpion and mr negative of uh. course so yeah, at the end of this mission, after chasing like all of these guys, you are ambushed by all of them. <laughs> yeah, and fucking taken out. It sucks. And then it's revealed that Doctor Octavio, Octavius, sorry, Octavius is leading this group. Octavio. This is when he takes on the persona of Doc Ock. I, uh, okay, I love him as a villain, but he annoys me. Yeah. As a villain. Yeah. And in this case, I remember it's super. Him. Oh my god, it's so crazy! In this game, you get to see him as like just normal, like oh my god, he's trying to help people, 
And yeah. the reason he wants these implants is because he has that uh, degenerative muscle disease. Yes. Yeah. So he's like, I'm building this so my bo- so my mind can continue to be strong, but like my body doesn't need to. Yeah, it doesn't need to work as hard, which yeah. was which was a noble start. I'm not but gonna lie. Then he's just like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> well, it's because the thing altered his brain. Yeah. And I get that, but also like. Okay, not to bash the Tobey Maguire movies, but, like, they did not do a good job explaining that. Of what happened to Doc Ock, yeah. because yeah. they're just like, oh, he had this thing attached to his back. Unless I'm remembering it wrong. He had this thing attached to his back, and then Well, it's there's like... different versions of each villain, so this one was the more, like, you actually get to hear a backstory about Dr. Octavius, so... Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So... Uh, that's the end of Act 2. Woo! Yeah, so we're getting on to the third and final act. Yay! Act 3 begins by showing you the state of Manhattan. Absolute war zone. (laughs) I I imagine so. Yeah, so the villains are still out. A lot of the prisoners are as well. Spider-Man has been partially blamed for the release of the criminals and has been labeled the priority target by Sable's men. Of course. Doc Ock, at this point, has also released Devil's Breath. Oh, great. Yeah, which has infected many, including Aunt May. Oh. Yep, you find that out at the later on, and, like, she starts coughing blood, and it hurts. Oh. Yeah. So this act is essentially you defeating the six villains while finding the cure being made by Mayor Osborne's people. Okay. Yeah, so the next mission has you, excuse me, uh, looking for uh, looking for motives for Doc Ock to be attacking Mayor Osborne. Okay. You end up going to the, like, release site of the uh, Devil's Breath okay. and uh, following a trail. Once you find it, you are ambushed by Electro and Vulture. Great. Fun fact about Vulture, he's the guy that voices Chairman Prescott in the Gear series. So, Ooh. Yeah, I found that out. Uh, once I heard the voice, I was like, that's fucking Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you have to fight them, uh-huh. which you successfully take both of them down. So that's uh, two downs, four to go. Great. Yeah. So, uh, next, after finding all the plans in the, uh, the motives, like, warehouse, the staging area, you find out what everybody's doing, and, uh, you find out that, uh, like, hey, I'm gonna go after Scorpion, because he's supposedly infecting the water supply, and if we get, if that happens, we'll never recover. Like, the city will never uh, recover. Of course, water is important. Exactly. So, you do make it to him, and he does ambush you and injects you with a crazy poison. Oh. You then go into this crazy section of the game where you're swinging through Manhattan, but the streets have been, like, flooded with poison. Oh. Super crazy, super fun. You find yourself a cure, right? Yes. Yeah. So, the next mission, you play as Miles. Yay. You sneak through one of the Sable bases in order to find antibiotics for the shelter. Okay. Once you do, there's a small section in which you have to traverse some shipping containers while staying out of sight of Rhino. Oh, Big man. Rhino is Russian. Okay, he is. Yes, Alexei is his name. Uh, Okay. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. Big Russian, and actually at one point Spider-Man goes, uh, ah, my second favorite Russian. I don't know who his first is, but... (laughs) I want to know now. Yeah, (laughs) I was just like, oh shit, cool. (laughs) Tell me your secret, Spider-Man. So, uh, the next mission after you do successfully get clear and make it back to Feast. Yes. So, next mission, you are Spider-Man, and you have to take on Rhino and Scorpion. 
I will warn you guys, this is a very tough battle because you have a rhino charging at you and you can't take him down by normal means. You have to, like, pull things down on him. Oh. You also have scorpion shooting acid at you. Ah. Yeah, so he's a... And so you, your choices are get bludgeoned or get poisoned. Yeah. Well, it's just uh, like an area of effect. So if you stand in it, you get hurt. That still sucks. So what I found, uh, my hint for you if you're going to play this game for that mission is a web up a scorpion. Because yes. that'll like uh, keep him incapacitated for a little bit. And then bring one of the things down on Rhino and then uh, beat him up. So uh, essentially you're just wearing down Rhino. Yeah, I'd imagine And so. uh, once he's done, then Scorpion's pretty easy to take out. Okay. So that's my hint. That's how I did it. It's... A little easier that way? Yeah. A lot less painful. Yeah. So you do finish that. You beat the mission. Uh, you then next play as MJ, and you sneak into Osborne's penthouse in order to find possible locations of where the antidote for Devil's Breath is. Super cool thing that happens near the end of this mission is uh, MJ gets scared and ends up knocking over a container. Mm-hmm. And a uh, while she's trying to hide from a guard that heard that, a black widow climbs up on her and, like, looks at her and she's just, like, staying quiet. She's like, no. Yeah, no, and then when no. the uh, guard goes back out, it's actually Sable. Uh, when she goes out, uh, MJ totally, definitely brushes the black widow off of her. Yeah, definitely. definitely. 100%. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. That just, happens. It happens. Yeah. And Easily. I was just like, oh, this is where she becomes Spider-Woman. I was wrong. <laughs> so, Rude. <laughs> yeah. So um, once you do that mission, you end up jumping off the ledge and Spider-Man saves you. Super Sweet. cool. It is another sneak mission. You do get a taser in this one as MJ, so you can walk up behind people and stealth take them down. Cool. Yeah. So, the next mission, you play as Spider-Man and have to take on Mr. Negative in a very long, grueling fight. Oh. Yeah, in which there are waves of shadow people coming after you, along with Mr. Negative. Okay. Um, and you, after you damage him, it's like a two-stage fight. Okay. After you damage him, he turns into a shadow demon, and you're finally able to like take him down in the super cool fight sequence it's a lot of dodging a lot of jumping it's just very difficult <laughs> okay so get ready to get hurt but at this point you should have like brought up enough knowledge of how to play the game that it shouldn't be too difficult it's just long okay yeah. it's it's more taxing than yeah anything. it's a fight of attrition battle of attrition there you go <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so uh, you are able to take him down, thank God, but unfortunately at the end of this, Doc Ock arrives and literally beats the shit out of you. Oh. Uh, he takes the antidote that you got from Mr. Lee, okay. from Mr. Negative, and he also takes Mr. Osborne. Oh. Out the way, yeah. Uh, you're taken back to Feast to get quick surgery from a doctor you saved, the one that created the antidote. Thank you, doctors. Yeah, you then go to see Aunt May. She is sleeping on a gurney, and it becomes apparent that you need that antidote now. Oh. Problem is, you don't think you can beat Doc Ock, but MJ convinces that all Spider-Man needs is a bit of help from his friend Peter. Peter Parker. Oh. And she's like, you helped him create the, uh, the like, uh, the prosthetics. You should be able to find out a way to beat him. I mean, she's not wrong. Yeah. So, cool little side note at uh, that happens at the end of this mission. It shows the Black Widow crawl, uh, like, off of MJ. Mm-hmm. 
goes onto a banister and then it uh, goes down and lands on a box. Okay. Uh, Miles is sorting through boxes. He picks up one and gets a bite and he smacks it. It's the Black Widow. Of course it is! And I was just like, yeah, that's, he gets bit and, um, like, I got goosebumps from that. Heck yeah! And the reason is, if you're familiar with Spider-Man, the movie Spider-Man Into the Multiverse, the main character is Miles Morales. Spider-Verse, I thought. Spider-Verse, yeah. Sorry, I corrected the multiverse. (laughs) (laughs) So the main character is Miles Morales. This is him becoming his version of Spider-Man. So I'm just like, yo, when I saw that, my arm was literally just goosebumps. Goosey. Oh, it was so good. I love you, J-Lo. Goosey. I was fucking geeking. (laughs) So this leads to the final mission of the game. Has you as Spider-Man heading to Octavius Labs to create a new suit that you will be able to defeat Doc Ock with. And it is called the Anti-Ock Suit. (laughs) This suit is fucking badass. (laughs) It's uh, it's great. Yeah, it's fully black, uh, kind of armored with yellow eyes and a yellow spider on the front and back. I highly recommend looking it up after you hear this episode. I'll probably also post about it. During, like... (laughs) When when this episode's up. Yes. Yeah. So there are three stages to the Doc Ock fight, so get ready for that. Okay. And at the end of this fight, you end up uh, removing Doc's... Uh, neural Im- interface that allows him to control his four arms. Okay. And you successfully take the antidote. Yes. So yeah, you do defeat him. There's a lot of back and forth and it's just like uh, Doc Ock says, I looked at you like a son. Uh, I knew you'd betray me. And Peter turns to him and like, uh, you do find out that Doc Ock knew he was Peter. Oh. oh. And yeah. So uh, Peter turns to him and goes, I worshipped you. Oh. And it's just like, holy shit. That's really sad. Yeah. Uh, now, oh, no. oh, now no. for the fucking sad part that made me ball my eyes out. He actually came into the bedroom, like, crying yeah. when I was watching Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. So. so after the fight with Doc Ock, mm-hmm. you go back to feet dressed as Spider-Man. You're given the news that in a couple of hours, the antidote can be used to save everyone. Except for Aunt May, because she's dying. No. Yeah, so unless the entire bottle is used immediately. I will say, don't worry. You don't have to make a choice, but get ready because your heart will fucking break. May wakes up and you say, don't worry, ma'am. The antidote will be ready soon. You'll be okay. Mind you, you're still fucked up from the fight with Ock. Of course you are. May then says, take off the mask. I want to see my nephew. Oh, no. Yeah, and and he does, and I'm going to fucking cry again. Oh, no. Um, so, um, he's like, you knew? And she replies with, I have for a while. There's a bit of back and forth, which Peter explains that he didn't want her to worry. And she states that she's proud and Uncle Ben would be too. Oh. Yeah. Um, Peter says, I don't know what to do. To which she replies with, yes, you do. Uh Uh-huh. And then she passes away. Oh, no. He then jumps up to the, uh, IV bag. Uh Uh-huh. And he almost puts the antidote into the, like, little nozzle that allows the, like, extra things to be put in. And then he just pauses. He chooses not to save her so that everyone else can be safe. Yeah. So it's just like, fuck. (laughs) It actually hurt me so bad. So the game ends with Aunt May's funeral. 
and it actually shows Miles he puts his arm on your shoulder so oh, it's yeah it's it fucking hurt me it's not fair that's how the game ends <laughs> well life's not fair but yeah damn. so uh i would you like to have things brightened up yes please in classic marvel fashion there are two hidden scenes at the end of the credits yes yeah you don't have to watch all the way through them you can skip them uh the second one is just doc ock being put into prison and he looks up at the camera you know so it's like oh he'll be back but the first one is the most wholesome moment between peter and miles oh you and miles are moving miles into an apartment or dorm type room okay i believe or peter i don't know exactly which it is but uh miles goes hey i have to talk to you about something that i can't talk to my mom about okay and peter's like okay what's up and miles shuts the door and he goes well things are happening to my body <laughs> like okay. thing changes and peter goes oh well i mean you are in a time in your life where you'll notice things change about your body change especially and miles goes no not that and he no. goes and he goes the uh the best way is i guess for me to just show you and he jumps flips upside down and lands on the ceiling mm -hmm. and sticks to it oh. and he goes this is pretty weird huh and peter looks up at him smiles jumps and does the same thing uh -huh. and he goes it's not weird at all Aww. and i'm just like yo <laughs> <laughs> so the super wholesome moment between those two happy yeah happy and sad uh so i do want to say the legend himself, Stan Lee, does make a cameo. Of course he does. As a short-line cook mm -hmm. in a restaurant that you meet MJ at early in the game. Okay. And he's just like, thanks for stopping by. It's just, you see him, and it's like his perfect, like, it's his face and his voice. Yeah. Yeah, so this was before he passed away, of course. Of course. And I'm just like, oh! <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, uh, Stan Lee, of course, does make a cameo in this. It, it wouldn't be Spider-Man without him. Yeah. Literally. You want to know who else is in this game? Who? J. Jonah Jameson. Who? The, the guy that was running the Daily Bugle. Oh, that absolutely oh, hates right. Spider-Man. This time, he, he retired from the Daily Bugle. He yeah. <laughs> runs a talk show, like podcast type thing, <laughs> called uh, Just the Facts with... J. Jonah Jameson, where he just talks shit about Spider-Man and shit. Of it's just he does. like the reason these demons are popping up is because Spider-Man uh, captured Fisk, and people are calling in and they're just like, "My husband was kidnapped and he was in the back of the trunk." And uh, Jay goes, "Well, see, that's that's uh, that's Spider-Man. That's you know, Spider-Man causes this." And she goes, "What? No, she got him out of the trunk and then saved him when they came back." And he's like, we have a difference in opinion. I will talk to you later, ma'am. <laughs> but there is a hilarious part, like, kind of closer to the end of the uh, second act. Before yeah. the uh, uh, before all the bad guys break out. Yeah. Uh, where he's just like, I've heard reports that uh, Rhino almost broke loose from his cell. And okay. that makes me think, how secure actually is this maximum security prison? maximum security yeah and everybody <laughs> and uh they're saying that they moved him into a more secure cell isn't that the point with maximum security prisons if 
there was a more secure cell. Why wasn't he in it in the first place? I'm like, that's a great point. That is actually a great point. Yo, what the fuck? He's a 700-pound man in indestructible he's a, armor. He's a 700-pound rhino. In okay? indestructible it's, armor? Yeah. What, why was he not in the most secure cell already? That is so J. Jonah Jameson. Had to ask the question, man. And yeah. And had to prove everybody that he's not an entirely crazy person. He kind of is, though. I mean, I said not entirely. Yeah. <laughs> he's still pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. So I am going to go into a little detail about uh, the sort of side things about the game. Okay. So, of course, there are a list of side quests that you can do. Of Naturally. course, there's going to be. Yeah. I will say after the final mission, you do get... Uh, you are able to go through the game still do these side missions that you didn't complete all the activities all that stuff so you don't have to worry about that before doing the last mission yeah but now may is dead yeah there is that uh but Why would you want to complete life without her <laughs> but uh, that's how you get 100 percent in the game and uh you also get the choice to choose the time of day at research stations which i'll explain what those are later mm -hmm. or soon uh, and uh, you also can choose to do either a new game plus, so just the game over again, or the new game at ultimate difficulty, so the hardest difficulty. So, oh. Yeah, you can have that choice or just play the game. Yes. So It's up to you. So there are a few districts in the game, such as Manhattan. So there's the Financial District, Chinatown, Greenwich, Midtown, Hell's Kitchen, Upper East Side, Central Park, Upper West Side, and Harlem. Greenwich. Greenwich, yeah. There's a W in it. <laughs> I know, but it's a silent W. Yeah, Greenwich uh, Village. So there is all the uh, uh, those different districts, and they all have their corresponding things that you can do in them. That's awesome. Yeah. Also, I just I realized that a silent W is the weirdest thing I've ever had to explain. Yes. <laughs> So, uh, there are a select number of crimes within each district. Uh, these are thug, demon, prisoner, and sable crimes. Okay. So that you have to deal with. Uh, there's a certain number in each district. After you complete these, you get experience, the, like, set number, but crimes do still happen in that area, so. Okay. There is that. Uh, there are... Uh, Fisk hideouts, demon warehouses, prisoner camps, and sable outposts. All right. So these, like I mentioned with the uh, demon warehouses, it's uh, waves of people. Okay. But specifically with each faction. Oh. So that's what they are. You clear them out and you get base tokens. Yay. Yeah. So tokens. tokens, they're different tokens. They're all used together to either get new powers, new suits, new, like, uh, skills, all that stuff. Oh, nice. So they are very important. The crimes give you crime tokens. Uh, then you have the one thing that doesn't give you tokens, I don't believe. They are collect collectibles. There are 55 of them. There's backpacks all around the city that you have to go find. Okay. And once you find them, it uh, gives you a little bit about the lore of Spider-Man. So if you don't know much about Spider-Man, or if you super love Spider-Man, get all the collectibles. It also gives you a super cool suit. Oh. Yeah. So after doing that, you are able to get that kind of free suit, which is great. Which suit? <laughs> I believe it's the Scarlet Spider. Ooh. Or, yeah, or it's, yeah, it's the Scarlet Spider suit. So if you're not familiar with that one, look it up. But it is a fully, like, blue jumpsuit with a red, like, cut-off sweater vest. Oh, yeah, I liked that one. Yeah, a hoodie vest, I should say. So yeah. 
yeah super cool um let's see then you have landmarks these you go to they are la actual landmarks in manhattan and of the spider universe that uh you take pictures of Ooh. then you have black cat riddles so oh, yeah. yeah so she has set up some cameras and you have to find her little cat dolls that she's like placed in these specific areas okay and once you do she rewards you with a suit you don't actually see her but you get a suit it's the black suit okay that uh in the lore of spider-man she actually creates for him oh. it's fully black with red accents that's nice so oh i've loved this suit <laughs> Uh, then, like I mentioned earlier, you have the Taskmaster tasks. There's a select few. There's uh, the bomb, one that I mentioned where you have to go take out bombs in a certain amount of time. Yep. Stealth, where you can't be seen. Okay. Combat, where you got to beat the shit out of some mercenaries. Sounds fun. And then drone, you have to chase a drone through the city. A little less fun, but okay. Yeah, yeah so those are the few. Uh, you get to collect pigeons. <laughs> there's a guy named Howard. You have to help him collect pigeons. I don't know why, but you get research tokens. That's, I, okay, that's funny. Yeah, and these research stations, uh, you and uh, Howard's son, is that Harry Osborne? Yes. Yeah, he is, uh, you both set these up as a passion project. Oh. And you go through them and you do these tasks and you get more research tokens for them. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh... Suits and suit powers. There are a ton of suits, I believe, with all DLCs. There's like um, 48 suits. There's a lot of yeah, suits. Yeah, and they all, uh, most of them have corresponding powers. Like you can generate focus faster, you get uh, like bulletproof, mm -hmm. stuff, uh, just stuff along those lines. Pretty cool, in my opinion. Tyler got that one. Yeah. If you guys are curious, I got like almost all the suits. <laughs> So, uh, my favorite oh, used to be the Future Foundation, but now it's actually uh, the Noir suit. Mm, it's, oh, it's so good. good. It's so clean. <laughs> um, and with that, I'm going to kind of finish up with the all-star cast. There's Yuri Lowenthal. I don't know how to say his name. He's very prominent in the video game world. He okay. voices Spider-Man. Okay. You have Travis Willingham. He plays Wilson Fisk, Kingpin. Love Travis. We met him. Yes, we did. Yeah. Uh, Darren DePaul, who plays Reinhardt in Overwatch. He Ooh. is J. Jonah Jameson, and I thought he was the normal guy that plays him. He's, He's just really good at mimicking his voice. Exactly. Laura Got Bailey, it. who is I Travis Willingham's wife. Gotta love it. Uh, she plays MJ. Yes. Yeah, that's, uh, she's the one that won the award. Uh, and then there's Fred Tatascure, who is Rhino. He voices, you guys will probably know him as Megatron. Okay, so Megatron is Rhino. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, there is a lead-up to the next game, with Miles getting bit and the scene at the end, also a recent trailer. Miles is getting his own Spider-Man game. Yes! Probably for the PS5. Yes! So, that is super cool. I am super stoked about yes. that. So, uh, overall, yes. I give the game a 10 out of 10. Yeah. It was phenomenal. I'm still playing it. There are DLCs and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> we're but, recording like super late because of how much time he wanted to put into this yeah, game. Yeah, it's I'm and I'm still not done. So Exactly. Yeah, it is a phenomenal game. I highly recommend it. If you don't have a PS4, get one just for this game. <laughs> I'm serious. I know you That's are. That's how good of a I game know. it is. 
and it's but money. <laughs> yeah, but it's so much fun, and it looks so good. It uh, you feel like happy, and if you're a Spider-Man fan, you're like fuck yeah, and it breaks your heart. It it's, makes you feel good. I, I got to watch very little. I try my best not to watch Tyler like play games because then I'll be like, oh, I remember this part, and yeah. I remember all this happening, and this and this, and I I'm I want to try and leave the reporting to him. Yeah, but like also. It was a beautiful game. game it's yep. still a beautiful game. It's only two years old. And I I cannot imagine it, like, fading out anytime soon. Oh, yeah, soon. no, it is so Just good. Just because of how good it is. And I am so excited for the Miles game. I am, too. Yeah. I love Miles Morales. Yeah, he is super cool. He's, he's my uh, half Puerto Rican spider-man yeah i'm so happy because i'm half puerto rican yeah so uh with that that's yeah that finishes it so you can follow us on twitter at turner mash pod uh, join our facebook group page turners and button mashers podcast you can follow our instagram at page and buttons podcast you can follow our tiktok that one's a little sketchy I mean, I'm not sure if anything is going on with TikTok. If it's There's going to be... rumors about it being banned in the U.S. We will let you know otherwise if that doesn't happen or does happen. Yeah, but you can follow us still at Page Turners Button Mashers. Um, we haven't really made anything new because our lives are pretty busy. But um... yeah. Oh, before I forget, I do want to shout out the 10% of our listeners that are in Sweden. Yes. Yeah. I forgot yeah. about that, and I yeah. wanted to mention that. Shout out to you guys and gals. And the UK. And, and the UK. Yeah. Hi, Harley. So, that's uh, <laughs> pretty interesting. But uh, you can subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash page and buttons podcast. If you guys are so inclined to keep this podcast running, that's what that's there for. Yeah, because while it is free to listen, it is not free to make. <laughs> exactly. And also, you can now sponsor us on Anchor FM. Oh, yeah. On our Anchor uh, page, which is you will be able to find pretty much anywhere yeah. that we post. So, And then you can email us at... Pageandbuttonspodcast at gmail.com. Send us your stories, guys. Send us your recommendations, gaming, your gaming experience, your short stories, your favorite book list. I have, I have 40 books that I have on a list right now, and I own at least 15 of them yeah. in person. So... I'm getting through them. I trust I trust us. <laughs> and like I've said for the past two weeks, if you have a video from a game that you want to send, like a funny glitch or something that, oh or bug, uh, send it either via email or uh, post it on Twitter or Instagram and tag us in it. And yes. yeah, we'd love to check that out. Absolutely. And of course, keep listening to us wherever you're listening to us. Yeah, because that fucking... Helps us and rate us if you like what you hear. Yeah. we want to make sure that anybody who loves this will keep listening to this. Yeah, and um, let's see, if you are, you know, having trouble finding us on a place, uh, let us know and we will try and set that up so we can be found at that place. Yep, we yeah, can so. do our best. Uh, one last thing. Um... Before I completely blank out, because that's how my brain works once I remember stuff. I I forgot it. <laughs> oh, no, never mind. Now I remember. Okay. <laughs> Please remember that most of the things that I'm going to be reporting on are linear. So if you are listening to, like, right now would be episode 17, um, you would have to go back and you started, like, the... 
the reckoning like if you started on sweet 16 you need to go back two episodes and actually listen to the first two because otherwise you don't know who anybody is yeah you don't know what's going on you don't know why this is happening and why these people are if you look through the names and you see some that are similar you'll see that that's a series yes it's pretty linear um so that is my suggestion other than that listen to whatever ones you want to listen to i don't care just listen yeah. <laughs> all right guys with that uh keep on turning those pagans and mashing those buttons <laughs> pagans bye guys bye <laughs>